Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now up for grabs on the 1500 ESPN stream player, Passes to See Kin in theaters, a pulse-pounding thriller with a sci-fi twist. Kin is the story of an unexpected hero destined for greatness. Chased by a vengeful criminal and two otherworldly soldiers, a recently released ex-con and his adopted brother are forced to go on the run with a weapon of mysterious origin as their only protection. Starring James Franco, Jack Rayner, and Miles Truitt, head to the 1500 ESPN stream player for your chance to win Passes. I, I, I can't, Jonathan. I, I have to laugh at those trailers every time. Like, uh, the, well, the, the unexpected on. hero faced by two future travelers as they get laser beams shot at their head. Will it, they make it? Yeah, but the question is, do they live? And the answer is, if they're paid enough, absolutely they live. All right, what are you going to make me do here? All right, Judd Zolgad, you, every once in a while, have to pick the Minnesota Vikings schedule. All right. You have to tell me when they will win, when they will lose, and what their final record will be. And the reason why we do this more than once, Judd, is things change. How about a tie? You've seen... Can I pick a tie? No, you cannot pick There's a ties. tie. It has to be wins and losses. Right. You cannot pick a tie. Okay, all right. So, the offensive line has been dinged up, but they have acquired a new offensive lineman. The nickel cornerback seems to be a little dinged up as well. He may not start week one either. I might not care, You have seen Kirk Cousins under pressure in the preseason. Yes. You have seen George Iloka join the franchise. I like, me like... So we need to pick the Vikings. Okay. All right, here we go. All we, right. Week one, Minnesota Vikings home at U.S. Bank Stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. I am going to pick a win in that game. It's going to be close. It might be ugly. But once again, I'm going to default to the fact that one feeling that hasn't changed for me is this is still a really good defense. Yep. Um, they're the... 49ers have definitely a very good young quarterback, and I really like them, and I think they might be a playoff team. But I think in week one, it's good timing for the Vikings, and they win that game. All right, week two, they go down to Green Bay to face Aaron and the Packers with a new defensive coordinator, Judd. and their, And their two rookie cornerbacks have looked really good in preseason. September 16th yep. at Green Bay, win or loss? Uh, loss. I am uh, I am going to maintain that that is a tough game. Rodgers is going to be completely healthy. Mm-hmm. He is. I, I think he is, if he can stay healthy in 2018, sitting on a huge bleep you season to the rest of the National Football League, yeah. including, most importantly, Anthony Barr and the Vikings, one and one. Okay, week three, they come back home to face off with a team that does not know yet who its quarterback is. The Buffalo Bills. 
Eight sacks and a win for the Vikings in this game. At Nathan least. Peter, Nathan Peterman's going to be fed to the Vikings defensive yes. line. It's going to be ugly. I think every time we've seen an inexperienced quarterback face off with the Vikings defense at U.S. Bank Stadium, it has been not a good day for that quarterback. So after an easy win against the Bills, they are 2-1. and one. Everyone's feeling pretty good. Now things get a little tough, Judd, as they go out to L.A. for a Thursday night contest. I'll be there. September 27th. This is a major, this has become a... Against the Rams. Yes, this has become a a vacillation game for me. Because at first I'm thinking Aaron Donald's going to play it for sure. Keep it to yourself. Let's let's not talk about your vacillation. I got some vacillation problems here. (laughs) I'm actually going to say, I'm actually growing less sure of the Rams as training camp passes. Uh, McVay's a great story, and I think he's a very smart mind. But the success last year was so great. There are some issues there. I think I'm going to put the boys on a win here. And wow. I think that's a change okay. from my first two go-arounds. So, I've, yeah, 3-1 and one starts a heck of a start. All right, Vikings off to a 3-1 start. Everyone loves Kirk Cousins. Zimmer's already being talked about for Coach of the Year. And then it's the revenge game, Judd. It is off to Philadelphia where Vikings fans have decided – the ones who are traveling to not wear their purple and get full beers thrown at them this time. Could have listened to me last year. October 7th, 2018, Vikings and Eagles. Who wins that game? Uh, the batteries, tomatoes, and eggs and full beers are too much for the Vikings. <laughs> they lose that game. <laughs> and by the way, there, 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 the will be, there will be knucklehead Viking fans <laughs> who are still wearing purple jerseys. Oh, yeah. Just as, light, just as, as there was a woman smoking a cigarette during a lightning storm below that tree on yes. Friday. Yes, okay, so the Vikings are 3-2, and two, a deflating loss in Philadelphia. They come back home, and it's a revenge game for Sam Bradford as the Vikings <laughs> on October 14th play the Arizona Cardinals. Is that a win or loss for the Purple? I'm not even sure Bradford's still starting at that point. It's a he win. might not be. It's a win for That's the Vikings. It's a win. All right. Yes. They go to New York, and we thought, Judd, at one time, maybe they'll be going out to New York to face Teddy Bridgewater, but it seems like Bridgewater may play them another day with another team, and Sam Darnold, the rookie quarterback, will be uh, under center for the Jets on October 21st. Right now the Vikings are 4-2. and two Yep. And you're picking the Vikings here every game on the schedule. Yep. October 21st versus the Jets. All right. If it was Teddy playing for the Jets... It's on the road. I would say the Jets, but if you're gonna if you're gonna give the Vikings a rookie quarterback, I don't care how good he is, mentally he can be messed with, and this defense and their head coach are great at that. If if you're telling me it's Darnold, I'm saying it's a Viking win. Okay, they are five and two. Everyone's feeling great about Kirk Cousins and, we're not even and his eighty-four million dollar contract. They come back home and yet another revenge game, Judd, as the New Orleans Saints. Try to make good for the Minneapolis miracle. Marcus Williams will be back in town along with Andrew Breeze. <laughs> yeah. Is his name Andrew or is it just Drew? Uh, you know? Just Drew. Okay. I just think it's Drew. just Drew. Yes. All right. Well, he's back, yes. and it's prime time. Yeah. October 28th at home for the Vikings. They are 5-2 and two going in this game. I like the Saints. I love Drew Breeze. Vikings lose this game. Okay. Veteran quarterback a, a gets them. Rare home loss for the Vikings. And a, by a great quarterback. The next week, a team that has harassed them at UN's Bank Stadium the last two times. They have not. It is the Detroit Lions, November 4th. W. Is that a win or a loss? Oh, that's it, it, a win. Okay. It's a win this time. You, you go into the bye feeling really good. Six and three headed to the bye, and they go to a house of yeah, horrors. It gets, now it gets tough. The house of horrors for the Vikings. Because everyone's thinking Judd's on the bandwagon. This is great. Judd's a Viking fan. Even when it goes right, it goes wrong at Soldier Field. Like last year, Sam Bradford tries to come back. He gets re-injured. It's a nightmare first half. They end up coming back to win. 
at Chicago in the fall, November 18th. I have to tell you, I have no faith in the Vikings at Soldier Field. I think the Bears are much improved. I think it's a loss. All right, so now things are getting a little hairy. It's 6 and 4, and they got Aaron Rodgers coming into town on November 25th. Judd is picking every Vikings game, if you haven't figured that out. Yes. Uh, and in this one, I, I think the Vikings do split with the Packers. I think it's an L at Lambeau, but I think it's a W at home. All right, now another tough quarterback. They go from Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady in New England in December. Not yep. always the easiest place to go. Yep. Uh, loss. That's a loss. It's uh, The Patriots have enough friction where I, I have a little bit of concern about them. But if you're going to go... Play the Patriots there. I can't give you a win. It's a loss. So, Judd, they go from at New England all the way across the country to at Seattle the following week. And we saw Russell Wilson the other night. I got to tell you, Judd, those Seattle fans, they get a lot of fun because that offensive line isn't great, and Russell Wilson likes to run around and make plays, and that man can throw a pigskin. Yep. At Uh, Seattle December 10th. I feel like uh, seven and five at this moment, and I, I feel like uh, for the most part I've been pretty predictable here. I, I gave the Vikings a, a win where previously I had a loss in the Rams game at the Coliseum, so I'm going to say, despite the fact that I don't think Seattle's going to be a great team, that they lose this game. Okay, it's a ro- it's a road game. It's another great quarterback. The comp- the the pieces are in place here. For there's going to be on every schedule a few L's that you don't necessarily expect. And this is a tough game, so I, I put this as a loss. Okay, now this qualifies, Judd, the way you're picking the Vikings as adversity heading down the stretch. They've lost three out and of it's a four. Tough, it's a tough schedule, too. And they've been on the road a lot. Yes. I mean, they're on the road all, all of November and early December here. Yeah. yeah, they are. And then they come back home uh-huh. to face maybe Ryan Tannehill, possibly Matt Moore at that point, and the Miami Dolphins, December 16th at U.S. Bank Stadium. Seven-point favorites, they cover the spread. They win this game. Because I don't I don't think the adversity, I don't think, and I might be wrong here, but, but I think this team has enough experience where I don't think it's going to be falling apart. I just think it's a tough schedule. So you, you would lose to the Dolphins if you're reeling. I don't expect this team, and I would hope that they don't reel. So in that vein, I think you win this game against a very beatable opponent at home. Another place that they go where there's been a lot of ups and downs for the Vikings. A great win last year, two years ago, extreme disappointment at Detroit two days before Christmas. Uh, I am. I do not like the Lions. I think Matt Patricia is an old-school Belichick guy. I don't think that act works. I think by this point in the season, the Lions are going to be a dumpster fire. Players are going to one out. They're going to hate their head coach, and the Vikings easily win that game. Okay. And now it's all it about is timing. home against Chicago. Now, this one right here, the way I'm seeing Chicago, Judd, is this one right here could have implications on the playoffs, whether it's for the Vikings, who have at this point a 9-6 and six record, or possibly for Chicago, that is a much improved club and is in the race still hoping to get in. Do the Vikings win their Week 17 matchup, which will matter for the first time in several years, and nobody hangs from a banner at U.S. Bank Stadium. It goes smoothly. I miss those days of a dude (laughs) in the Brett Favre jersey hanging from the uh, trestle. Uh, They do win. They close it out. They're at home against Trubisky. I think the Bears are improved, but the Vikings, that defense at home, second-year quarterback, Everything, unless things change massively, everything points to me to the Vikings winning that game. Okay, and making you the playoffs, think the, the Vikings then will have a ten and six record in this regular season yep. with some adversity mixed in, some yep. great triumphant wins thrown in there, 
and ultimately 10 and 6 should get you into the playoffs. I would not be surprised, actually, if that loss were to knock the Bears out of the playoffs. Yeah. And I think uh, health being maintained, that the Vikings and Packers both make the playoffs, and I think it's going to be a coin toss as to who wins that division. So here's where I would say, Judd, that I'm a little surprised because the last time you picked them, it was a different order a little bit, but it was still 10-6. and six. What I thought you might have done is change some of those picks because of missed field goals that lose games for the Vikings. Now that your confidence level is very I low in young not, Daniel Carlson. I am not <laughs> convinced that my guy Daniel Carlson is going to be the kicker for the entire season. Oh, I'm wow. not convinced of that. I, I think the head coach very well might go into the GM's office and say, Rick, your cockamamie ideas are great if we're not a good team, but we are a Super Bowl team. I can't have this. Friday, Friday don't underestimate. I mean, we have... We have uh, drilled this into the ground by this point. But don't underestimate what happened on Friday. Yep. Like, he hadn't missed two field goals and then didn't get allowed to attempt the extra point. That was one miss. You're not kicking. Now go out and prove it. And the kid fell apart. Mm-hmm. I, I, you can say what you want about uh, preseason, but I keep coming back to the fact that this is indicative of who Mike Zimmer is. And if you're Rick Spielman, can you really do this to him? I don't know. So I'm not convinced Daniel Carlson's your guy all, all year. I this is going to be a, this could be really interesting to me. And um, if he continues to take this into the early portion of the schedule, I think you might have to do something. I, I understand where you're coming from. I think you are probably in Judd overreaction land at this point. We might be at sort of like okay, if he misses more field goals yeah. in the next well, he's not gonna be game right and in the regular season, then it could really get at his head. At this moment, I think we're okay. But Zimmer showed a little bit of the pressure that's on this team. Yes. That's what I think. Right. Is, is that right. throughout this training camp and preseason, there have been a number of different instances. The guy's getting thrown out of practice and Zimmer overreacting to some missed kicks where we've seen, you know what, they're really feeling it. And the other night, Kirk Cousins after the game, I don't know how many people would be watching at that point, but after the game, Cousins read off the whole list of things that he did wrong throughout the game, yep. which I thought was pretty unusual. And there are just these signs that this team understands the type of expectations that are on them. But there are certain things that, that you can't avoid. If Cousins struggles, you know what? He struggles. If Harrison Smith gets hurt, he gets hurt. The kicker is self-induced. Like, this is totally on them. So they can say to themselves, we're going to continue to go down this road, or you know what? We screwed up here. Mm-hmm. And you can find kickers. And, and what you need to find, I think, for a guy like Zimmer, you need to find a Sebastian Janikowski-like guy who's going to go boom the ball through, and if he does miss, he's going to walk to the sideline, get, get out the bottle of the flask of vodka and the cigarette, and say, <laughs> tell me when I should kick next. I, did, poor Daniel Carlson. I mean, you saw him on Friday night. He yeah. was shaking. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think it's fair to any main player in this situation to put this on the kid and expect it's going to be okay. Yep. Yeah, I understand. Because I'm with you I on preseason is not indicative of everything, but this was this Carlson thing goes back to draft night when we're like, what did they just do? Yeah. So that's a that that's a complete first guess. Like, yeah, it was, like surpri- Cousins, it was surprising he, on draft night. If Cousins stinks, I'm I'm going to be shocked, and I'm going to fully admit I was completely on board with that change. Yeah. On draft night, when you take a kicker, it seems weird. All right. So a- yeah. after after stuff, I have another football-related game for you, Judd. Awesome. Awesome. Actually, it's questions. We are going to come back. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jonathan I, Harrison. I'm all thrown off. Stubbs I'm hosting at 10th. the second half of the show, not the first half Stubbs of the show. At, Stubbs at 10.30. Questions falls ordinarily, sometimes in the 11, but often in the noon. Jonathan Harrison will have questions next, and then a football 
type of show that I'm going to guess again about something. Yes. All right, Jonathan, take a break. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Jonathan Harrison, it's uh, Zolgad and Collar out here at the fair. You're back in studio doing uh-huh. a fantastic job Thank today. You, sir. And you have three really, really important questions for us right really now. Really important. Let's start off with this one. It's, uh, it's a little bit of a personal story. We're going to take us out of sports for a second. All right, so the wife and I and the kid, we went to the state fair yesterday. We're coming, and so we had fun and ate all the food that we could handle. So we're coming back home. We live in the South Metro, so we take 94 to 35W, and it's the road construction there. It's just awful, so it's backed up. And you get to that point where you're just creeping along in the car beside you. He's creeping along as well. I'm driving. The wife is sitting in the passenger seat. She's not talking, which isn't normal for her. And so I look over, and I'm like, and she's staring at this other car. I'm like, what's going on there? I look over, and this guy, sorry to get a little gross here, this guy's digging. Like really big time, right up in his nose, sure. all oh, fingers. Oh. He's got the Seinfeld the, thing. He's got the thumb in there. He's got everything. Thumb. He's got the thumb in there. The- I have no idea how he got the thumb in there, but it was oh, in there. Right. And you, you look on his face, and he's—I don't think he realized he was doing it, but it was definitely something that he was comfortable doing it that the entire world could see. So my question is. What is the subconscious thing you guys do while you're driving? Because this guy clearly, his subconscious thing was digging. Mine's eating. I always have like a bag of chips or something and that I subconsciously eat in the car. What's your guys's? Subconsciously eat in the car, Jonathan? Yes. Yes. You're not really subconsciously I think that, doing I think that. that's a conscious thing. Well, it, maybe, sure. You have to bring food to the car. That's yes. pre-planned. I don't think okay, you Okay, fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, th- I, I have think a the- grocery store in there, don't you know? I think the question is, what don't you care if people see you doing? Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. Because, so, I mean, like, clearly this guy likes to dig, <laughs> well, and he or, didn't give I mean, a damn. You know, some people dance to the music. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be stuck in traffic, and you'll see somebody dancing, and maybe they don't even realize that they're really jamming out to it until you see them, and then they sort of awkwardly stop. <laughs> you're like, look, man, I don't care. Just go to town. Do whatever you want. Absolutely. In fact, I don't care if you're reaching for boogers. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. Like... I mean, I'm not shaking your hand. You're in your car going somewhere where I'm not going to meet you. <laughs> yep. So you do whatever you like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's one in particular that I do. I always, like you, Jonathan, I always have a soda instead mm-hmm. of something to eat. But I will, I will eat like Taco Bell, like three tacos while driving. <laughs> um, right you know, burritos you like. You and George, yeah. like your Taco Bell in the yes. car. Yeah, but you did, don't drink, he, so he that's not a problem he, he with you. A, no, I, I have no problem with doing it. Like, no. it's, not, it's not a problem. But I, I will do the same as you, Jonathan, where I will make a sandwich and eat it on the way while I'm mm-hmm. driving. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything that is, is weird, other than, of course, obsessively looking at myself in the mirror. Obviously. Oh, of course. Obviously. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I, I, will, I will sing in, in the car, and I don't care. And there was a period of time in my youth where at stoplights, I, I would sing. And if you're singing, people will often glance and sort of laugh. So, I'm, so I combined it with air guitar or drums. Oh, of course. Oh, so, like, sure. so like I would put the, pa- the car in park at the red light, sing very you know enthusiastically, <laughs> yes. and then start to play guitar or drums. And people think you've lost your mind. Yeah, and it, was well, great, it was great fun to watch the reaction. Does uh, that change for you when the window's down? Or is that still the same? Or does it become more aggressive? Depends on my state of mind. Some Um, (laughs) some days I care even less. For for both of you, now, how does the driving work with the wife? Like, do you have a backseat driver 
type wife, we or both, do you switch back and forth? Or? We both think the other one can't drive. Oh, She okay. thinks I can't drive. Okay. And I'm bad at directions, and she's not. So I, I like her to be the co-pilot. So yeah. I'll drive, yeah. and she, but, then, but then I don't run red lights enough. <laughs> I'm an old man when it comes to changing lanes. Yes. I got that again on Saturday. You're such an old man. I mean, oh. you put your blinker on, and then people don't know what to do because you don't change lanes, and so we don't agree on driving. It depends on where we're going. If we're coming up to the cities, my wife won't do it. She hates city driving. She understands. Mm. She fully acknowledges to herself that she can't drive in the city. She just won't do it. So if we come up to the cities, then I'm going to drive, but her... Her thoughts on my driving is I'm a little too aggressive sometimes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. See, now my wife is a really good driver, so when we go anywhere that I don't know where to go, she grew up in Los Angeles, so she could do anything out there. <laughs> and so Including merge. Oh, she can merge. Which people I in mean, this state oh, cannot I, do, no. and we all know that. I, I mean, it doesn't matter the situation. Let's say you're on a busy street where everyone's going 55 miles an hour and you're trying to make a left turn out of a gas station. She could get that done. And I'm like, no way. Let's go right. Let's turn around a driveway down there or something. No, she can get that. No, down. no, you're right. Though. So I'm I, with you. So I, I'm just like, look, if we're if if we're driving somewhere, like you just take the wheel and you'll be fine. And then I am bad at navigating, so that's what I get yelled at for. But I, like, I, I admit, you are actually better than me at this. So you can have it. Two rules of thumb. One. I'm not going to make a left turn on a busy street if I'm coming from the opposite side. So yep. I'm not going to turn again. Yep. So I will take a right and then Yui, yeah, which she too. can't stand. But that's a definite rule. The other rule that I have is when in doubt, keep moving. Yep. So like I will never go the shorter way to get myself into more traffic. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like if I have to stop, I would rather I would rather go ten minutes out of my way. So I can keep driving. See, I think where I'm bad is when you get into, and maybe Jonathan, your wife, feels the same way, is that like when you get into a situation where you need to park, when it's tricky, yeah. so when you've got people behind you and then you're trying to like parallel or something, finding a parking space in a city situation is always annoying to me. Yep. So I... That's the same as her. She doesn't totally like let her trying to find a parking spot, whether it's in a parking lot or not. She, parallel parking. She's not a fan of it. Once you figure it out, you're set for life. What else you got, Jonathan? All right, so... We've talked a lot about the offensive line and the kicking situation with the Vikings. I think there's a lot of position battles we haven't been talking about, though. It's true. My number one question, this is a multi-part, multi-part question here. Brian Robison, we've seen that Daniil Hunter looks outstanding this season. They still have Everson Griffin. They're kind of training uh, Anthony Barr to do the defensive end stuff. What does Brian Robison's spot on this team look like? Does he have one? Uh, yeah, no, he has one. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that Zimmer trusts veteran players and that B-Rob can still play. I mean, there's a couple times in practice where I've seen him really bu- abuse tackles and win one-on-ones, and I, I think he's still savvy enough and still in good enough shape where he hasn't fallen off at all. But I do think Stephen Weatherly's played really well. Tashawn Bauer has played really well in preseason training camp so they will get more opportunities than they did last year and that means b-rob will get fewer but he's still a part of this thing and and i think he's still a, a trusted guy that they will send out there in pass rush situations but i think that's kind of only when you're going to see him is like a third down in seven or second down in 12 or something like that yeah i and and the thing to keep in mind what is the lesson if zimmer and company learned a lesson last season it's this Depth. You need mm-hmm. depth. Yep. Think about how tired guys got. And keep in mind, too, Griffin has been out for quite a while now. What, he cut his leg supposedly on an end table, and yeah. then that got infected. So, so Jonathan, to answer your question, 
I think Brian makes the team largely based on the lesson learned in 2017. That is, you need to play guys more often to rest your, your top guys. I, I think Hunter's going to have a huge year, but I think that next wave of guys is actually going to see more time because if you make another playoff run, the last thing that you want to do again is get to the conference title game and have guys look beat yeah. to hell. So I think he's very secure in the fact that his role is, is going to be important as a depth guy. All right, so we've got that one situated. Yep. Mackenzie Alexander and then Hughes. Who's winning the nickel slot there? Uh, Alexander is going to be the nickel corner if he's healthy. He's been mm-hmm. dinged up. And then also Mike Hughes did not play the other night either, which surprised me. And, I mean, it surprised me that I saw he was out during um, – like practice and then because you know, we didn't see any specific injury so he was then all of a sudden just missing for practice in the game and you know mike zimmer doesn't talk about injuries so we don't know what's going on exactly there it might end up being that week one is terrence newman starting in nickel corner that's very possible uh i will also say this don't underestimate what the nickel package looks like now that they got ioloka signed to that team mm-hmm. i think you're looking at a very good chance that instead of of uh, employing the extra cornerback, you keep Sendejo on the field, Iloka lines up at safety, and we go back to what we discussed last week, Harrison Smith becomes a hybrid linebacker, cornerback, safety, yeah. which, which he can do. Yep. So uh, I, I think that the Iloka addition gives them the best of both worlds, which is if they need to employ three corners, they certainly can, but I think you're going to get a different look that's going to confuse opposing teams because they didn't necessarily see it last year that's going to involve three safeties and it's going to allow Harrison Smith to create havoc. All right. So my last question revolves around this clip I played earlier. I'll play it again here. Touch up. Good luck to both of you guys. So he likes to bring an end to opponents in quick fashion. And Curtis Humphrey has walked out of the ring. Wait, what? I cannot believe this. I've never seen this before. He walked out, he of, walked the out of the ring. He's not fighting this he guy. He walked out of the fight. ring. I've never seen this before in my life. Wow. Curtis Harper has and walked the fans out here of in the ring. Are, 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 are really upset right now because... Curtis Harper is on his way to the dressing room and is walking out of the ring. So I would I've say never that seen this. They forfeited the match. I cannot... All right, so Curtis Harper walked out of the ring Friday night at the Armory, disqualified yep. from the fight after one second. In honor of that, what, mo- what sporting moment or sporting team or player... In the past, looking back now, should have just walked out of the game right after it started. <laughs> oh, that's that's the easiest one of I all mean, time. There's a recent one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You've got uh, Vikings, Eagles. You got 41 Donut. No, I was going to give you Giants, Vikings, <laughs> 2000 NFC title game. Yeah. The second that the the Meadowlands security wouldn't allow Randy Moss's friends on the sideline, <laughs> and Moss got so upset that he basically decided, I don't care. The Vikings should have said, you know what? We're going to go to JFK or Newark. <laughs> we're going to jump in our 747, forfeit, we're going home. That's the easiest one of all time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say the Vikings-Eagles necessarily because they got on the board first. The, like, they started out that game they and they had quit. a good drive. Yeah, they, they didn't got get quit. smoked. They just got beat by the that team Vikings that team won the Super Bowl. That Vikings team, the Moss thing, he tried to get his guys on the sideline, yeah. and security's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. And, like, Moss spent the rest of the pregame fighting that fight. Oh, man. So, at that point in time, that's your best wow. player. You say, we're just going to go home. See you later. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Is, I, is there I, a Buffalo one? Uh, uh, There's got to be some Buffalo Yeah, teams. the um, 
the Redskins Super Bowl when they played in here in Minnesota when they played Washington. Yeah, it was just there was right. Thurman couldn't find the helmet and it was just over fast and it it was a kill. That was that was definitely the worst one. I was thinking when I saw this guy just walk out of the ring the other night without even trying to fight that like that was me last year and my feeling of what I wanted to do every time someone would call in and complain about Teddy Bridgewater not throwing (laughs) enough touchdowns. Just like, nope, I'm not fighting this. Yeah, I'm just taking off my gloves and I'm walking home because I can't fight this fight anymore. I can't explain for the millionth time why Teddy Bridgewater was a really good quarterback and that touchdown totals he don't good, make a difference. But come on, fantasy-wise, you didn't help fantasy my team enough. Although this kind of relates to our, our game that we're going right. to play when we come back, Judd. All right. Oh, and by, by the way, the most recent Vikings team that should have not shown up for the game, the Colts game oh, three years yes. ago now. Oh, yeah. I don't care what anybody says to me. Yep. That was a non-compete. Yep. That was a, that's, right. that's the last time I've seen a team quit. That was. They didn't quit in Green Bay. That game was they over. Adrian Peterson came back, yep. and they tried to force the ball to him on the first two plays. Absolutely. And you felt like the game was over right there. Like, oh, okay, they're going to force the ball to Adrian the whole day, and the Colts are just going to throw touchdowns. Exactly. Okay, tease our next game. What's coming uh, up next? I have a bunch of quarterbacks and what they did last year, and I want to ask you if they are going to be better or worse in 2018. All right, Mackie and Judd, Matthew Collar and uh, for Phil for the remainder of today's show, the Garage Logic uh, pregame show, because we've got a crowd showing up already. GL starts at 1. By the way, we're going to play in our final segment today a, a game show closest to the pin. We will need two contestants. I will give you fair warning for that one. All right, Matthew Collar, wh- what do you got for me now? National Football related. Football. football. Okay, so here's, what I, here's what I have, Judd. I have a list of the top quarterbacks in the league in terms of total yards okay. for last season. And what I want you to tell me, I'm going to go down this list, I want you to tell me if these NFL quarterbacks will be better or worse in 2018 than they were last year. All right. Okay. Number one in the league last year, the old man but not so old, Tom Brady. He threw for 4,500 yards last year. Will he be better or worse? 32 touchdowns, eight picks, led his team to the Super Bowl. Better or worse for Tom Brady? At some point in time, age has to start to catch up to him a little bit, so I'm going to say worse, but not significantly. And we've said that so many times about Tom Brady. I know, but it's it's got to ha- He's what, 41 now, 42? This might surprise it's you. It's Yes, he, uh, 41, I think. Okay. So this might surprise you. Last year, Phillip Rivers was number two in the NFL in passing yards. I would not have guessed that. He, he threw 28 touchdowns last season, 4,500 yards. Wow. Is he going to be better or worse? I am a believer in the Chargers, Judd. Yeah, I was going to say, he's another guy who age should catch up to, and those are some outstanding statistics, which I didn't realize. But that being said, I'm with you. I like the Los Angeles Chargers, so I could see slightly better. Yeah, I would not I be. I would not be surprised. They're a good team. And I think that their defense is really good, too. They make the playoffs, in my mind, and could even compete for the Super Bowl. I, I really that think that they're that good. Yeah, in that conference, I think you're right. Matthew Stafford, 4,446 yards, 29 touchdowns last season. He was third in the NFL. Is Matthew Stafford better or worse this year? I think he's a victim of the team he's on, and I told you the Patricia thing to me, I don't like how he's doing things. So not all on him, but I say worse. I think Detroit's the last place team in the NFC North this season. I could see it. Drew Brees, great year last year. Set the NFL completion percentage record. Nearly beat the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium, if anyone remembers that game. 4,334 yards. Better or worse for Drew Brees this year? I say better. I, I absolutely love the guy. I like the team. 
Um, I think that they're going to be. I think that they are going to uh, be very motivated by what happened at U.S. Bank Stadium last year in the playoff game. Uh, I say better. The one thing for Breeze is that he's missing Mark Ingram, who was really good, mm-hmm. and he's going to be out for at least four weeks with the suspension. Big Ben Roethlisberger, Judd. I think this one has the potential for Big Ben to hit the wall, but he's been playing, uh, or I guess, a lot in uh, you know camp and yeah. whatever, and he's been looking good. And lots of the reports. He dropped some weight. Dropped some weight, but I wonder when Big Ben hits the wall. He's taking a lot of hits over his career. Is he better or worse? I think worse. You think worse? I think he. I yeah. I think. I think to your point with injuries and size. It's going to decline here sooner. And he's been now, he's also gone down the path of alluding to retirement for how long? Two years now? A couple of years, I yeah. think it gets worse. Uh, sixth in the league last year, Matt Ryan, 4,095 yards, 20 touchdowns. If you compare what Pro Football Focus thought of him in the, analyzing the tape to his numbers, they thought he was much better. Than what the tape or than what the fantasy numbers said. So I mean, I would pick that Matt Ryan is going to be better than he was last year. What do you say? Better, better. Yeah, I think he. I don't love him, but I, I there seems to be this um, feeling about about him. There seems to be this click of people that love to bash him, which I don't get. Yeah. Uh, and I think so. I think uh, they go Super Bowls disappointment. I think he's better in 2018. I think Atlanta could be a team that really surprises people that isn't really being talked about a whole lot because of how they ended their last season. Number seven in the league last year was Kirk Cousins, who is now in purple. He has better weapons than he did last year when he threw for 4,093 yards. 27 touchdowns, 13 picks. Is Cousins better or worse than last season? Uh, I'm really going to drink the Kool-Aid here and and actually... If his line holds up, you're right. He's got Diggs. He's got Thielen. I put Dalvin Cook on potentially a huge year. Yep. So I think statistically he's better. All right, I will go through the through the top ten here. Alex Smith. Now, Alex Smith is worth watching for Vikings fans because that was the guy that the Washington football team decided was better than Kirk Cousins. And that was my plan. Will he be better or worse better. than last year? Better. 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 Said, wow, okay. Better than last year. I I'm, don't think so. I think there's going to be a little bit, because I, I think he threw a lot of deep balls to Tyreek Hill last yep. year. They don't have that guy. I think that they'll win more games and, yep. and be a better team. I don't know if he's going to put up better numbers. I, I think with Jay Gruden, who's a really quality offensive mind, I think it's it's not substantially better, but I think it's better. Okay, the last two, Russell Wilson, better or worse? He was uh, three thousand nine hundred eighty-three, thirty-four touchdowns. Worse, not his fault. Yeah, I don't I agree. have any faith in that team. I think that team. I think they're going to beat the Vikings at home because that's an incredibly tough place to play. But Russell Wilson, man, he gets put in some tough predicaments and makes tons of plays. I would not be surprised if this is the year that he misses substantial time and gets hurt too. Now I'm going to. I hate to say it, but I'm going to skip over number ten and eleven to go to number twelve, and this will be our last one. All right, that is Case Keenum last year. 3,447 yards, 22 touchdowns for Keenum. He is now with the Denver Broncos. Is he better that he gets the full season and the full preseason? He knows he's the guy. Yep. Or does he fall off now that he is no longer with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen? This one is crystal clear in my mind. It's not even close. He regresses to somewhere between the quarterback he was in 2017, which was a Pro Bowl-type quarterback, and the quarterback who played for the Rams in Houston, I think he is. I think he's worse without a, without any doubt in my mind. Do you think they're a playoff team though, Denver? In that conference, they could be because I don't it's like the tough, conference. Though. It's tough. I don't like the conference, but 
Um, well, right, the AFC, but yeah. I mean, the, the AFC West is the only one that's strong. Yeah, I think, well, probably not because I see the Chargers as being a team. And the Chiefs could also still make yeah, it. Yeah, I, but I just, I think, I think the Vikings made the right call in saying Case Keenum and largely because probably of his offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, caught lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. but you can't rely on that to continue year after year. Uh, so I, without, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to drop off. It doesn't mean he's going to be terrible, but the guy that we saw last year I think is going to be gone. I say that in terms of wins, it's probably not going to be 13 for Denver, but as far as his numbers go, maybe it could be somewhat similar. I mean, maybe it could be a full season's worth of starting and somewhere in the 3,500 yards range, 20 touchdowns, but they've got to have a lot of other people around him help out in order for them to get wins. So even if he's the same quarterback, but they don't have a top defense and it's like the 12th best defense in the league, then they win like eight or nine games and we all go, oh, Keenum didn't work out, but he was really the same quarterback. I think their defense played a big role in how we viewed him as so oh, much sure of a winner. And there will be some up and down there. I think he'll turn the ball over more, though. That's what I was going to say. Mike Zimmer, post-game, is an open book. He can't help himself. Yep. When he said that Keenum had a horseshoe, that was not some, like, flippant, dumb comment. It was exactly right. I think Case is going to throw several passes that last year were caught and or receivers made great plays on that are now going to be picked off. That's where I think you're going to see this. Like, the horseshoe thing that Mike talked about, to me, was very real. Mm-hmm. And you just have years like that. And they're great. They're fun years. But I think we're going to see a few of those passes where Case rolled out and, and Tarkington, in Tarkington style, made this desperation heave and it got caught. And you're like, I can't believe that got caught. I think those get picked off. So uh, let's do this. We're going to play a closest to the pin game next. We need two contestants to come up to the mics two contestants we will explain on the other side we have a bag of vintage Mackie and judd oh boy 1500 espn swag to give away step up to the mic we'll be back after this from the state fair the great minnesota get together is here while you're making your state fair plans be sure to add 1500 espn to your list swing by our booth on the corner of dan patch and chambers to watch all your favorite shows broadcast live from the front porch and check out the new merchandise in the pro shop more details at 1500espn.com all right garage logic up next uh, but before we're done here we are going to play a game show as we do at the end of each state fair show closest to the pin I will explain in one second. Uh, first of all, sir in the blue shirt, what's your name? Nate. All right, Nate, and you are? Steve. All right, so we have Nate and Steve. Here's the deal. Matthew and I are going to read off three questions which are going to require numerical responses from you guys. Whoever ends up being closest to the pin when we're all said and done is going to win, well, two things, actually. You're going to win a swag bag of uh, Mackie and Judd items from the Wayback Machine because we're trying to get rid of it. But the good thing is, you're going to also win what's left of our bucket of Sweet Martha's cookies, and that is actually a nice prize. All right? Are you? And, and there are a lot of cookies in it. Yes, there are. There are. You made so it sound like, like, oh, oh, no. like the crumbs. No, there's a, that's, that's a full buck. Oh, no, the prize pack is sort of crap, but the rest of it, but, wow. but the cookies are good. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's really about your ego. It's really about making yourself feel good because you wanted a sports thing. All right, Nate, we will uh, start with you. Uh, and here's, here is your first question, or start with both of you, excuse me. How many career professional wins does Tiger Woods have? Both of you write down, how many career professional wins do you think that Tiger Woods has? 
and then you can turn those around and we will see what uh, you got. All right, we've got 32 for Nate and Steve has 45. The number is 106. Three. 106 professional, career professional wins for Eldrick Tiger Woods. Matthew? All right, fellas. How many home runs, or as we discussed earlier, taters, dingers, dingers, big flies, how many have been hit so far this year all across Major League Baseball? How many total home runs? It's been a good year for the dinger. Tape measure. Tape measure shots, right? Four baggers. I like four baggers. Out of town. I don't like one four baggers. I like four baggers. All right, we have 4,235 from Nate. Steve has 7,000. The answer, do I give the answer? Yep, go ahead. It is 4,389. That is very close, Nate. Great job. All right, so well, here it is. I got it. Right? We are where? Where so far, Matt Otto? All right. We're tied at one. Tied so at it one. all comes down to this. All right. The drama. The drama. The drum roll. How many points has LeBron James scored in his NBA career? How many points has LeBron James scored in his NBA career? Give you a little bit of time here and uh, see what we got. Just try to remember every LeBron James game and then add those up in your mind. That's my advice. All right, Nate says 1,823. 30,000 from Steve. The correct answer, 31,038. Steve, congratulations. 30,000 is, is sort of like the, the benchmark. If you get the 30,000 points, you're one of the best players of all time. Yeah, it's not too bad. Great job, man. Enjoy the Thank cookies you. and whatever is in that bag. Yep, and there are. Caller's not but, kidding. But it's a, it's, a good, it's a good bag, though, at very least. So if you've got oh, it's stuff a nice that you buy, you, what do you can say? Just, just throw it. Throw it. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> that there's plenty of room left in the bag. It's a nice bag. Thanks, you can get them over there around the corner and enjoy the cookies. Oh, oh he's sharing his cookies. See, that's Minnesota nice. That's beautiful. That's the definition. I'm crying. A right little. there. You're you're from Buffalo. You're thinking, why would you share? Yeah, right. In that's New right. York, what we you, don't what share. What are you doing, sir? We don't that, share there. That's a that's a good winner right there. Good job. Thanks, Sean. Round of applause. Anybody? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, man. Good work. Walks away a winner. All right. What else we got? Any more football? Football. I was gonna say. You tell me. What do you have left for me, football? Wise? Oh man, I don't know. Like this week is you've, always the hardest. You've given me two. There's the Viking schedule challenge. Yep. The, yep. Qu- the quarterback challenge. Well, right now we're this just, week is boring. Now we just wait. Now we just wait. To Saturday. S- we just wait and see. Right. I mean, there's the fourth preseason. Oh, I got game, one for you. It doesn't mean a whole lot. Who's so. the bi- who is the biggest name cut by the Vikings on Saturday? I don't think there will be any big names. I I think so it's going to be all fringe guys that go, and it's just going to be the roster that you basically think it is. But going back to what you picked before, because with, there are a lot more people standing here, a ten and six record is what you picked when I ran through all the games. Yep. And I think right now, even though that it's felt like a little bit of sky falling when the first team offense doesn't look very good and the offensive line has to trade for a guy, but when you focus on the other side of the ball, the Vikings made their best defense in the NFL from last year even better uh-huh. by getting Sheldon Richardson and George Iloka. So now they kind of have more of the depth and overall talent than they had even before last year when they were number one. So even if on the offensive side things don't go their way as much as they did last year or the offensive line affects Kirk Cousins more, 
the defense should be as good as any team in the NFL. I don't with everybody mostly healthy on the defense, aside from Everson Griffin cutting his leg, but he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they should be right up at the top of the league again, and that is a really rare thing. We've talked about it. It's very hard to keep a defense this good for this long, yeah. but they've been able to do it. And I think if you're really excited about this season, that should be the main reason why. Cousins is a nice addition to make sure your offense kind of stays in shape and doesn't fall off like it might if Case Keenum came back. It's really the defense is still the focus of the Minnesota Vikings. And I think the sky is falling thing is, is actually a reflection of the expectations being so high that yeah, anything yeah. that goes wrong, you get sort of concerned about. Like, this is, not, this is not a team that won eight games, and you're saying, well, I mean, they didn't do this and that. This is a team that went to the NFC Championship game, right. won 13 games. As far as we're concerned, I think, upgraded a quarterback. And so anything that you see wrong, i.e. offensive line or kicker, it, it concerns you based on the fact that your expectation is Super Bowl, not playoff berth. And to that end, this team cannot wait to get on the on the field and actually play games because I can't even after preseason games Kirk Cousins is being asked about hey uh, you got the Super Bowl expectations now and he's gotten so tired of being asked about that I think he can't wait to actually get out there and play real games yeah and I I think that the thing too is by Thursday we're all just done with it oh yeah fourth by Thursday fourth preseason game is so it's so boring and it's going to be important but it's just boring all right we are done garage logic up next Mackie and Judd back tomorrow thank you everybody